dare you to tell God how wonderful he is. Especially this year, God's been gracious. One of the things that we all can be thankful for is that we are still here. We are in the land of the living. That's something to praise God for. Glory to God's name. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Let's welcome our Facebook family. Thank you all for joining us on this morning. God bless you all. This is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, let's get ready to pray. I'm asking everyone will bow their heads. I hope that everyone had a great Christmas. Father, we bless you and we magnify you and we adore you on this morning. God, there's nobody like you in all the earth. You are soon coming king. You are the prince of peace, the lily of the valley, bright and morning star, Rose of Sharon, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. God, we worship you in spirit and in truth. And we come before you with bow down heads on this morning. God, we need you like never before. You said, whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord, that they shall be saved. And we come to call upon your high name this morning. Father, you said that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, do a man live. Said the grass withered, the flower fade. The word of God, it is sure, it shall stand forever. And Father, we pray that you have your way on today. Said that it's not by power nor by might, but it's by your spirit. You said according to Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things, not some things, but all things, the good, the bad, and the ugly, work together for good for them that love God and to them that are called according to your purpose and Father we thank you this morning for blessing us to see another day thank you for clothing us in our right mind and most of all thank you for the activities of our limbs it's in you we move and we live and we have our being without you we are nothing but through you we can do all things that we give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, put those hands together. Give your God a praise. Come on, give God a shout. Shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. How many glad to be in the service one more time? Come on, give God a praise. Put those hands together. And give God a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give it up for our band this morning. We thank God for them ushering us into God's presence. First of all, before we get started this morning, I want to thank everyone for your seat of honor. Uh, I was not really expecting that, but, you know, Covenant for Life is a given church. And I want to say that we, we appreciate uh, how you all bless us. Y'all, you all make sure we taken care of, and I don't have not one care in the world. I'm going to be honest with you. I appreciate uh, the love that you all demonstrate toward me and my family and my wife, and you always honor us on special days. So I, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not take that for granted. And uh, we appreciate you all. We love you all. We just want to say thank you all for being so gracious to us. Uh, you all make sure. And, and, and I know that every um, pastor can't say that. A lot of pastors, a lot of churches, they don't honor their pastor. But I, cannot, I, I can't say that about Covenant for Life because you all honor us and you bless us and you take care of us. And we appreciate that. We do. I don't, I don't take that for granted. And, and it is an encouragement. It's very encouraging. And, and I'm going to kind of deal with that a little bit today because that's a principle when you sow up and you sow into your leader. And I'm going to show you one of the benefits that comes in your life when you do that. It's a principle. And I know people have an issue with preachers living good. The Bible doesn't have an issue with that. People do. You know, God wants men and women of God to be taken care of. And when I say men and women of God, I'm not just talking about a preacher. You are a man or woman of God. Right? 
So God, I want you to be taken care of. How, how am I going to convince you that God is good if I'm raggedy and dusty? And now, you need, you need to uh, have a model of God's goodness in your life. You ever been to a fashion show and they, the models come down the runway? You say, oh, I would look good in there. So that's all it is. You got to have a model of God's blessing and God's goodness. So we appreciate you all. We do. Uh, I, I tell people, Covenant for Life is one of the greatest churches in the world. To me. To me. And, and we appreciate you all. And we love you all for your kindness. So thank you so much. We do not take you all for granted. You may be seated in God's presence this morning. Uh, this morning, I want to talk about something that I've never taught about. And not only have I never taught about it or preached about it, I've never done it myself. So this is going to be the first year that I'm going to sow a first fruit offering. I've heard about it. I've heard a little teaching about it. But until I got into it and found out, because actually what happened, God dropped this in my spirit. He said that I want you to pay this church off and the way I want you to do it is through first fruit offerings. I said, okay, but what is that? So I started doing research and found out what a first fruit offering is. And he said, take the offering and pay off the church. Uh, the last time I mentioned this to you all, maybe about three weeks ago, we was at 100,000 where God touched somebody's heart and we had 69,000. So it's, it's already been testifying in my head uh, that we paid off at our church in the midst of a pandemic. Ain't that something? So this is my first time teaching on this. Uh, it's going to be my first time doing it. And as we read and study this on this morning, God's going to deal with you how he wants you to do it. I'm going to tell you what God told me. He said, I want you to take uh, two of your paychecks from one of your businesses and sacrifice that seed as a first fruit offering. So, so next Sunday, because I, I don't preach things that I don't do myself. So if I'm telling you to do something, I make sure I'm doing it myself. So my first check is going to be next Sunday. And then when I get paid again in two weeks, I'm, I'm going to say that's, I ain't going to tell you how much it is. <laughs> it's about over $4,000. So the Lord told me to sow that as a sacrificial, as a first, first fruit offering seed. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and you let God uh, share with you how he wants you to do it. There's different ways you can do it. Uh, but I'm going to help you understand what first fruit offering is and what it's about. And I didn't realize how powerful it is. I mean, and you may know more about it than me. But I start re researching this, and it's like, man, God, you something. Because we, how many know we don't know everything? Amen. And God don't even reveal everything to you right away. I've been saved 30 years. God never dealt with me about talking about this until now. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to dive on in. So before we get into the scripture, I want to kind of give you a backdrop of first fruit offerings. Uh, what is a first fruit uh, uh, offering? The concept of first fruit is rooted in biblical times when people live in an agrarian society. Agrarian society is agriculture and farming. So we don't live in a farm, you know, we're not farmers, <laughs> you know. So, so you have to understand that the Bible was written to an Eastern mindset. We live in a what? Western mindset. So when you hear things like sowing and reaping and harvest, these are biblical terms that was written uh, for people in the Middle East. But it applies for us today. Watch this. Harvest time was significant because that was when the hard work the farmers had poured into their crops all year began to pay off. They were literally reaping what they sowed. Now, we understand that, Amen. the law of sowing and reaping. Amen. God called his people to bring the first yield, the first fruit from their harvest to him as an offering. This was to demonstrate the Israelites' obedience and reverence for God. So one thing, one thing we're going to find out as we get into this lesson about the first fruit offering is it's, it's a way to demonstrate 
your obedience and your love to God. And I, and I, I say this all the time, love gives, Amen. right? It also showed, got my notes here, that they trusted God to provide enough crops to feed their families. Back then, there was plenty of rules associated with making the first fruit sacrifice, and, and it, it is a sacrifice. The first fruit offering is a sacrifice, and if it's not a sacrifice, it's really not a first fruit offering. Does that make sense? It's something you're sacrificing, because I'm, I'm giving up my paycheck for January <laughs> and sowing it as a first fruit offering to help pay off the church. All right? They had to be brought to the temple's priest. So the first fruit offering was brought to the priest. No other crops could be harvested until after the first fruits were presented. It was a complex process. The Hebrew word for first fruit is bakoma, literally translated promise to come. The Israelites saw these first fruits as an investment into their future. So the first fruit offering is an investment into your future. And I don't want to really get ahead of myself, but I'm going to explain to you what that means. The seed is sown once a year at the beginning of the year. And first fruit means best of first. Am I making sense? So we're going to sow in January because January is the first month in the new year. But what the first fruit offering does it sets the stage for the whole year. Praise God. Am I making sense? Amen. And I'm going to show, show it to you in, in scripture. Uh, the Israelites saw these first fruits as an investment into their future. God told them that if they brought their first fruit to him, he would bless all that came afterwards. We no longer live in an agrarian-based society. Most people reading this are probably not farmers. True. Amen. You likely don't worry about harvest time or giving away the first yield of your crops. But the idea of the first fruit is still relevant. It just takes a new meaning for us. All right, let's, let's get into the scripture. Let's, let's look at our first scripture this morning. And it's just amazing how that word, the word of God comes alive and you go back and read it and you, you God reveals something to you that, he, that you didn't see before. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. Read. By faith. By what? Faith. Listen, whatever we do for God, it has to be done how? By faith. Whether you you ministering, whether you're giving, whether you're forgiving, whether you're praying, whether you're witnessing, whether you're teaching or preaching, regardless of what you're doing for God, whether you prophesy, it has to be done how? By faith. By faith. What does that mean? That means you take the word of God and you act upon it. I, I want to explain something to you about faith that, that God just recently showed me. A lot of times when we say we operate in faith, what we're trying to do is to get God to do something. Watch this. That he's already done. Oh, and I just dropped a nugget on you right there because we like, I'm doing this because I'm trying to get God to do something. He already did it. Let me say this again. Whatever you believe in God for, it's already done. So we're not doing what we do, what we do to get God to do something for us. He's already done it. What we're doing is activating what he did. Oh God, I, I, can, I can move on. The only when, when you're acting, when you're op, when you when you're walking in obedience or when you take the word of God and apply it to your life. The only thing that you are doing is activating something that God has already done. Watch this. Let me explain something to you. Remember in the book of Genesis when the Bible says that God created everything and on the seventh day he rests. That don't mean he was tired. That word rest means that he did everything that he was going to do. That means he was complete. Uh, Y'all get it, I guess. So what that means, everything that God said he's going to do for you is already done. 
The only thing that you need to do is act on what he's already done. Am I making sense? So I'm not trying to get God to cover me. I'm covered. I'm not trying to get God to provide for me. He already provided. Oh, I'm trying to change your mindset because it's a mentality and it's how you've been taught. And we all been taught wrong, including me. We're we trying to get God to, to love me. He already loved me. Amen. God so loved the world that he what? Yeah. He loved me before I even came into existence. Amen. Amen. I'm trying to help y'all. We're trying to get God to do something that he's already done. The only thing that we need to do is act upon what he's already done for us. I'm, I'm wishing and hoping God going to help me. What do you mean? He's not already helped you. The Bible says that I have given you all things that pertain to life and God. Let me get back on this. Let me get back on this. So, so, say, neighbor, neighbor, it's already done. It's already done. You, just, you just need to, you just need to exercise, your exercise your faith. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Just exercise your faith. Stop wearing. Stop stressing out. Stop tripping. Just obey. I want to show you this. Look at this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. We're talking about the first fruit offering, right? I want to show you how powerful a first fruit offering is. Read. It's by faith that Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By acting on the word, Abel offered unto God a more excellent what? Sacrifice than Cain. So what did Abel do? We're going to find out. Read. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. He obtained witness that he was in right standards with God. Uh huh. God testifying of his gift. Who testified of his gift? God. What, what, what gift? What, the offering that he gave to God. This was a first fruit offering. And we're going to go back and read it. And I'm going to prove to you that this was a first fruit offering. In other words, this was the first part of his harvest. See, we giving God leftovers. That's why stuff ain't working for you. That's why things are not flowing. That's why you're not living in abundance. That's why you don't have more than enough. It's because we're giving God our leftovers. We're not giving God our best. First fruit means best. That's one definition for first fruit, best and first. God wants the best of everything that he gives to you. Watch this. Read, read that a little bit, then we're going to go over to And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. And by it, being dead, yet speak. So what I want you to see with this verse here is this, that Abel's first fruit offering got his name placed in a faith hall of fame. That's good right there. That's some good stuff right there. I said Abel's first fruit offering got his name placed in a faith hall of fame. That's good. <laughs> write that down. Write that down. So that means that this is important. That's what this means. How many never heard this before? Let me see. Some of y'all have. Okay, good. That's good. You been doing it? Nope. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Genesis. I want you to see this. And we're just going to take a look and see what Abel did. This morning, we're teaching on first fruit offering. We want to find out what it is. And we want to do it next month. And this seed has to be sown in January because it's the first of the year and it's the first month in the year. So this seed needs to be put in the ground by next month. That's why I'm starting to teach on it now so we can get an understanding. And so we can build our faith up to do it. All right? Read. And in process of time. How many know some things take time? Mm -hmm. It's not happening overnight. Some things you're not going to understand over night you're going to understand over time Amen. and it's hard to understand something that you're not doing Amen. that's a good point Amy. Yeah. read it came to pass it came to pass uh-huh that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord uh-huh read and Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock so notice Cain and Abel bought an offering but the Bible says that Abel bought the firstling this means first fruit of his harvest. Mm -hmm. Read. And of the flock thereof. Uh-huh. Or the fat thereof. And the, the fat, this, this is referring to an offering. Read. And the Lord had respect unto Abel 
and to his offering. And the Lord had respect, and we're going to go back and look at, read another translation to get to understand what that word respect means. Read. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. God had no respect for what Cain gave him. Why is that? Because Cain gave God what he wanted to give him. He did not give God his best. He gave God his leftovers after the fact. Watch this. And Cain was very wroth. He got an attitude. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And his countenance fell. And his countenance fell. He was unhappy. He was sad. Well, why are you sad? You the one that didn't do the right thing. And it, have you noticed that folks get mad and they the one wrong? I don't understand that spirit. That's a demon there. You the one wrong, but you mad at me. That's a devil. Tell somebody, that's the devil. <laughs> Read. And the Lord said unto Cain. And the Lord said unto Cain. Why art thou wrong? Why are you tripping? Why are you upset? Why mm-hmm. you got an attitude? Mm-hmm. Read. And why is it thou continence fallen? Next verse. If thou doest well. If you do the right thing. Shall thou not be accepted? Don't expect to be happy when you're not doing the right thing. A lot of folks, I have never met so many miserable Christians. Why is that? Because we're doing what we want to do. Amen. Don't expect for God to make you happy and you're not obeying him. Amen. If you're not happy, it's because you're not doing what you should be doing. Amen. Hey, y'all have met any miserable Christians? I know a whole bunch of them. <laughs> they're not nice. They're not sweet. They're not none of that. Jesus. Maybe because you won't do the right thing. Amen. Read. And if thou doest not well. And you, if you don't do the right thing. Then sin lieth at the then door. Then the opportunity for you to mess up is in your face. Read. And unto thee shall be his desire. Uh-huh. And thou shalt rule over him. Okay, let's put up the other translation. I want you to, to see this scripture in the NLT translation. We talk about, we're talking about first fruit offering. And Genesis mean beginning. So this is how it was in the beginning. So perhaps we're not really blessed like God desired for us to be blessed is because we're missing some pieces. Amen. I, want, I want to say this, that first fruit is a spiritual principle. Yeah. It's a principle. What is the principle? The way something should be done. What is the principle? The way something should be done. That's what the principle is. All right, let's read this in the NLT uh, translation. Anybody getting anything so far? All right, read. When it was time for the harvest. When it was time for the harvest, uh, or to gather. When when we talk about harvest, that means you gather what you planted. You cannot gather or harvest something that you haven't planted for or you haven't seeded for. Am I making sense? Okay, read. Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. See, he didn't give God all of what he should have given God. You see how people try to shortchange God? You really shortchange yourself. Read. And also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from the flock. And Abel also brought a gift. He's talking about an offering. The best portion of the what? Firstborn lamb. So this was a first. Fruit offering. As soon as he got harvest, he got a harvest, he gave the first fruit. Now, how does that apply to us today? Okay, you get your new job. That first paycheck, it should be a first fruit come out of that. Okay, this is going to really get you right here. You didn't get all these promotions. Every promotion should be a first fruit offering out of that promotion. You didn't got an increase. But have you increased God? No. Nope. So this, this is the missing link. This is, this is why things are not flowing. This is why things are not working for you because we're violating some principles. When you get a raise on your job, that first check from that raise should be a first fruit offering out of that. You got a new job, they got an $8,000 promotion. Well, your first check should be a first fruit offering. It should be. And know why I'm saying this? Because we're going to read. It's a choice. God don't twist your arm. He don't slap you inside the head. He ain't sending you to hell. He ain't doing none of that. It's a choice. But what we have to understand is there is a benefit that comes with a first fruit offering. Now, 
the first fruit offering is not a tithe. Because see, see somebody, well, I'm going to just take my tithe. The first, no, tithe is 10%. It belongs in the house of God. Something totally different than a first fruit offering. Bring all the what? Not some of them. Tithe being 10%. The first fruit offering is not a 10%. It's an it's a offering that you give to God that requires a sacrifice, and it comes from a, the first portion of what you get. So what we're going to do next month, for those that's going to do it, is next month we're going to sow, sow a first fruit offering, and we're going to use the offering to pay off the church. So you need to ask God, what should you do? What God told me to do is take two paychecks and sow it. Ouch. That's what he told me to do. <laughs> I said, ouch. All right. Read. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift. Watch this. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift. See, God has not accepted everything we give him. We just proved that right there with the scripture. Maybe that's why God ain't moved. Because you ain't really doing what you're supposed to do. How many know God is... is uh, well, I've been saying God is uh, strategic, very strategic, very precise. Read. But he did not accept Cain and his gift. The Bible says that God did not accept Cain and his gift. Uh-huh. And this made Cain very angry. You see, see, we, quiet as kept, we get mad at God. Amen. And a lot of folks, it's hard for them to admit that. I, if I'm mad at God, I'm going to tell I'm mad at God right now. We, I ain't talking to him. <laughs> Yeah, see, y'all, y'all, see, because that's because you're religious. No, anybody ever got mad at God? Because something did not go the way you wanted it to go. Or something happened opposite than what he promised you. God has to test that attitude, that mindset, that mentality. But how many know, in order to move forward with God, we got to get unmad? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good word. Unmad at God. Because you can't serve God and be in a relationship with somebody you mad at. Read. And he looked dejected. And he looked dejected. He looking like he's sucking on a lemon. Now he's the one that's wrong. Read. Why are you so angry? God said, why are you upset? Uh Uh-huh. Why do you look so dejected? Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what's right. See, if you do the right thing, I'll accept you. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Then watch out. Uh huh. Sin is crouching at the door. It's right in front of you. And it's eager to control you. And it's old God. Uh I mean, no, we can't mess around with sin. What opens the door for sin? Disobedience. When you keep disobeying God in the area, then sin comes in and takes over that area of your life. Okay, I super saved you see to be. Now, how many know we thank God for mercy? God don't give us what we deserve. We mess up. God don't just throw us away. He don't. He forgive us. He have mercy. But you keep on tripping. At some point, the devil will come in, and once he come in, it's hard to get him out. Got any witnesses? (laughs) Some of you are out now. Because you let the devil in, and you trying to get him out, and he won't leave. Just look straight ahead. All right. Read. <laughs> but you must subdue it. But you must what? Subdue it. Subdue it. Uh-huh. And be sin's master. And be sin's masters. Read. So we're we dealing with the first fruit offering. Write this down. Whatever you do with the first governs what happens with the rest. That's good right there. Whatever you do with the first governs what happens with the rest. So that means when I sow this seed next month, it's going to set the course for my whole year 2021. What you do in the beginning sets the course for the rest of the year. That's powerful, ain't it? In other words, I am sowing into my future. How many know when you take care of God's house, I really believe this. He take care of yours. 
And I need God to take care of my house. I, matter of fact, I need a new house. Y'all talk back to me. Y'all need one too? When you sow this seed, put that on there. That's, uh, you know what? Thank you. That's what I'm going to do with mine. Lord, this is for my new house. Name that seed. What, whatever, when you sow the seed next month, put a name on what this seed is. Woo, this powerful. And what you want this seed to do for you. Ooh, God. My God. Thank you for that revelation. Watch this. All first things belong to God. How many know that God wants your best? Watch this. First fruit is sowing into your future. Write that down. I'm sowing into my future. We honor God when we put him first. And we're going to read that in a few moments. We honor God when we put him first in our marriage, finances, when, he, when we give God quality time. Watch this. First months of the year. So we're going to honor God with a first fruit offering on next month. So what we're saying, God, we're honoring you at the beginning of the year for the rest of the years. All right. Putting God first is an act of worship. A lot of times we, we just think that Worship is raising our hands to music. No, worship uh, uh, is uh, devotion. Amen. When you put God first, that means that you are worshiping God. Anything that's first in your life is what you really worship. You can make a choice or a decision to obey God with a first fruit offering on next month. And we're going to have some special envelopes that says first fruit offering. And, and like I said, this offering is specifically to pay off this church. When I first mentioned this about three weeks ago, on a Sunday, the next day, somebody gave a big check and knocked it down to 69000 Ain't that wonderful? And as a matter of fact, when I mentioned it, God gave Prophet Pam a word, and she texted to me. So after I get through teaching, I'm going to let her come and share the word that God gave her regarding this. How many know God will give you confirmation? Yes, All right, let's look at the scripture. Let's go to our first scripture. I mean, our third scripture, I'm sorry. Proverbs chapter 3. And let's start at verse uh, 9. Read. Honor the Lord with thy substance. So Solomon said, do what? Honor, honor God. That word honor means respect God or, or show respect toward the Lord. How do we do that? With our what? Substance. You know what substance are? Resources. So how do you honor God with your house? How do I honor God with my car? How do I honor God with my money? How do I honor God with my life? The way you honor God is make sure that you're using what he's blessed you with for his glory. For his glory. I, I, I just did something. What did I do? Oh, I, I ain't going to go off into that. I just did something for somebody. And... The Lord said, that's why I'm blessing you, so you can be a blessing. If you want God to bless you for any other reason outside of you being a blessing, your motive is wrong. That's good right there. I want God to bless me so that I can be a blessing to somebody else. It ain't just about me. See, a lot of people want to be blessed for themselves, just about you. No, I want God to bless me with abundance and in abundance so I can be a blessing to somebody else. That's why I want to be blessed. That should be your motivation for wanting God to bless your life. Honor the Lord with what? Your substance. One translation said with your wealth. What is wealth? Resources. Read. And with the first fruits of all of thine increase. And with the first fruit of all of your increase. So as you get increased financially, in other words, you get a, a bonus check, $30,000. You know what you need to do? Take a first fruit offering out of that $30,000 and sow it into the work of ministry. You get promotions, 
Then out of that promotion, the first check, you need to sow. You may not have to sow the whole check, but you need to sow something out of that. Am I making sense? So first fruit means first. First portion of your increase. So as God increase you, like now we got some folk that have had 10 promotions and still giving the same type of offer. That means you're not following the principle. Am I making sense? Now, why is it so important to continue to do this? Because as you continue to sow and to give to God, the more he gives to you. Some people have an issue with that. Well, if I give God some money, I want to be healed. That's fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And God will heal you for sowing the seed, but I want some money. Amen. And the Bible says, whatsoever a man that. So why not expect money if you sowing money? Because some people get deep on you. They do. They try to spiritualize everything in the Bible. Everything in the Bible ain't spiritual. Some of this stuff natural. It's called manifestations. And I know some folks, they real deep. Poor, broke, busted, and disgusted. That's not a good witness. Amen. Especially when your daddy is rich. Amen. I'm going to say it again. Especially when your daddy is rich. The two don't add up. Amen. If you his child, then you ought to look like your daddy. Amen. If you his child, you ought to have his DNA. Amen. Am I making sense? Amen. All right, don't get deep on me now. Don't go spiritual on me. Because really, that's a cover-up for your lack. Acting deep and wonderful and starchy and stiff is just a cover-up for the fact that you've been walking in disobedience in, to God in certain areas. Because the Bible tells me in Isaiah 1 and 19, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat. The what? You know what that word eat me? Enjoy. We should be enjoying what's in this land. But life folks deep. Are you really deep? Or are you just spooky? Or are you just trying to cover up your lack? Remember Jesus cursed the fig tree? Why he cursed the fig tree? It, had, it, didn't, produ it didn't produce anything. God is calling us to produce something. Herein is the Father glorified that you bring forth what? Much fruit. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. One, one denomination say make a bunch of babies. Amen. That's how they interpret that scripture. Amen. Well, if you make a bunch of babies, you got to have something to take care of. Amen. See, don't get deep on me. All right. So we talked about first fruit offerings that we're going to sow in January to set the course for our whole year in 2021. And it's a sacrificial seed. And I want, would like for you to ask God, what should you do? And we're going to sow it all month. So if you want to sow it in increments at one time, however God leads you, that's on you and God. God, I'm just going to do what God told me to do. It's to sow two paychecks. So I'm going to sow my first check next week. Then two weeks after that, I'm going to sow my other. Need to sack, these are my salaries that I'm sowing. That's what he told me to do. All right, so let's go to the next translation, Proverbs 3 and 9 again, but I want to see this other translation. Read. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And with the first fruits of all your produce. And with the first fruit of all your produce. So we don't have produce, right? right. What do we have? Money. So God wants us to honor him with our money. Without paychecks, mm -hmm. without bonuses, without increases, without lawsuits. I got quiet right there. Somebody got a lawsuit going on? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, read. Then your barns will be filled with plenty. We don't have barns, right? Anybody got a barn? He talking about your bank account, your regions. <laughs> Who else? U.S. Bank. What else? St. Louis, Louis Community. Who else? PNC, Neighbors, Boise, Regents. He said, then your bank account. And your vats. And your vats. Now, what is vats? I looked up the word vats. See, barrels that you hold liquor in. Now, you ain't want you to be holding no liquor. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> 
But, but, but keep in mind, this, he's writing to folks in the what? Middle East. We're not in the Middle East. We're in the West. So we don't have no bonds and vats. But we have bank accounts Amen. and safes. And they will be bursting with wine. And they will be bursting with money, with resources. Wine represents prosperity. So y'all see what I'm saying? So he said, honor me with your what? Resources and the first fruit offering, and I'll fill up your bank account and your safe. My God, I'm about ready to run. That's what he said. Somebody say, neighbor, this is a principle. What is the principle? The way something should be done. It's a principle. All right? Let me give you an example of a principle. Let's take a cake. How many want to bake a cake? Okay, let's bake a cake in your mind. If you're going to bake a cake, you need some what? Okay, come on. All right, is that a cake? Is that a cake? So that means you got to do something else. You get all these ingredients, and you got to blend them together, right? Put it in the oven. Put some heat on it. Give it some time. Then it becomes a what? So it's a process. It's something that you have to do. You you don't just wave a wand and have a cake. You you hear what I'm saying? You got to first gather the items that you need. Mix them together, put the cake in the heat, and then here comes the cake. It's the same thing with the word of God. The word of God is a recipe. Somebody say recipe. recipe. So I'm giving you the recipe for first fruit offerings right now. I'm showing you the benefit of it. All right? What would happen if you sow this sacrificial seed on next month to help us pay off the church? Now, I ain't going to say something, but I'll read it. Okay, let's read. Next verse. And to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all fruit of all trees year by year. year so this once a year, year by year, uh-huh. Unto the house of the Lord. See, we bring this first fruit offering where? And that's why I came up with January. That's the beginning of the year. Watch this. January is the first month in the year. Your first off paycheck is what you need to sow your first fruit offering out of. So you see the word first. First fruit offering means first. It means best, and it means uh, first fruit, the first portion. That's what it means. Am I making sense? Amen. All right, read. Let's read that again. Do we have another translation of this? Okay, let's read this translation. We obligate ourselves to bring the first fruits of our ground. We what? We make a commitment to do it. I've already made up in my mind, this is what I'm going to do. And the reason why I'm doing this is because God put this in my spirit. He said, pay off the church, and the way you all are going to do it is first fruit offering. I said, okay, I've never heard that before. But they dropped in my spirit. I, 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 know about, I don't know about nobody else, but me, I only preach what God give me. I don't just say, well, let me go in here and find something. No, this is what I do. I'm, this is going to help a lot of preachers out how you get a sermon. First of all, you need to ask God what you should speak. Once he drop it in your spirit, once he give you a title or a name or whatever, then you find the scriptures that pertain to the title. Once you find the scriptures, then you do research and you break down words that's in those scriptures that goes with the title. And that's how you get your sermon. So God dropped this in my spirit. I have never heard this before. He never dropped this in my spirit until now. In other words, it's called strategy. God will give you a strategy for victory. That's why I cannot emphasize the importance of you spending time with God so you can hear from God, so you can get some direction for your life. I'm amazed all these church folk ain't got no direction. Don't have a clue why you even heard. You just existing. Ain't that dangerous? And, it, that's, and it's, it's not an excuse for you to exist because all you have to do is put your big head in the Bible and spend time with God and God will impregnate you with purpose. That's why you got, you got kids going to school for eight years. Why you been in school eight years? That means you don't know what you're doing. In other words, spend time with God, 
Let God reveal to you why you're here, what your purpose is, what you're good at, what you're not good at, and what his plan is for your life. And he'll show you. So many of us wasting time. So many of us doing stuff that God never told us to do because we're looking at somebody else doing it and we think we're supposed to be doing what somebody else is doing. Amen. Say, neighbor, neighbor, you need to stay in your lane. You need to stay in your lane. When, listen, when I die, I'm dying empty. Amen. I'm not dying full. In other words, I'm going to do everything that God called me to do before I die. So how are you just wandering aimlessly and just existing? It's because you don't have a relationship with God. Because once you get a relationship with God, God will start revealing to you who you are. Amen. God told Jeremiah, before I what? Formed thee. I what? And before you came out of your mother's womb, I what? Sanctified you and ordained you to be a what? Prophet. To what? So God told Jeremiah why he, why he crazy him. And God will tell you why you're here. I know what my purpose is. My son James know what his purpose is. Because see, that's what a purpose. You should be directing your kids. But how can you direct your kids if you don't have no direction for yourself? You ought to be able to look at your child and see what they're good at and shoot them like an arrow. We shoot James like an arrow. This is where he's going to be. And this is crazy. I've just noticed this. Whatever God calls you to do, he gives you the gift to do it. Amen. So if you got a gift to do something, that gift is for a purpose. Amen. I'm surprised folks, church people that don't have no purpose, don't even know why they're here. Just, just wandering. Just clueless. Come on now. You know why that's important? Because what your, 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 your resources and your money and your success is connected to what you're good at. I just, y'all too quiet for me. Y'all listening? Oh, okay, good. I'm not, uh, don't, don't get offended. I'm not going to be 60 and 70 and ain't did nothing. And accomplish nothing. Come on, y'all talk back to me. Don't have nothing to show for my life. Watch this. It's more than you going to church talking about hallelujah and praise the Lord. Or you taking the word of God and applying to your life. Evidently, you're not. Because if, when you start applying the word, you get results. Somebody say results. I just, I'm just going to church. We, we had church today. Huh? No, did you learn something that can better your life? Amen. Am I making sense? Amen. Some people just churchy. Amen. All right, y'all kind of quiet. Man, I'm, I, need, do I need to have y'all to stand up. Y'all sleep? You still full from Christmas? What's, what, what's your problem? You know, backslid? What's wrong? <laughs> what, what, what is it? All right. Y'all listen, I guess, right? Okay, good. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Next verse. And, and the first of all the first fruits of all things and every oblation of all, of every sort of your oblations, shall be the priest. Shall, now, watch this. The first fruit offering it either go to the house of God or to the preacher. Okay, I'm not getting it this time. <laughs> We're going to take it and pay off the church. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you can give a first fruit offering to your pastor, your leader, or you can give it to the church. It's your choice what you do with it. But in this case, it's not going to me. It's going to the church so we can pay it off. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, next verse. Do we, have, do we have another translation in, in Ezekiel 44 and 30? Yes, read this. And the first of all, the first fruits of all kinds. And see, first fruit deals with first. Mm -hmm. And the first of all, the first fruit of what? All, all kinds. kinds. Uh -huh. And every offering and, of all kinds. And every offering of all kinds. From all your offerings uh -huh. shall belong to the priest. Shall belong to the priest. Read. Ye shall also give to the priest. The first of your dough. The first of your dough. That a blessing may rest on your house. This is the principle of sowing into your leader. When you want a blessing on your house, you sow into your man of God. And as a result, what happens? You just read it. Put that up there again. Read. Also give to the priest the first of your dough that a blessing 
may rest on your house. You know what I've been doing for years? I've always sold into my pastors. Bishop Hilliard, Bishop Baylor, uh, who else I had? Bishop McDaniels. Well, I ain't sold into him because I ain't noticed then. Bishop Holloway, who else? Dr. Thompson. All them been my pastors. They ain't been my pastor because I was jumping around either. I, God wanted me to get what was on their life. And I sold into each one of them. And do you not know what's on each one of them is on my life? The glory, prosperity, debt cancellation, entrepreneurship, all that comes from them. Because I've always sold. So this is what's resting on my house. Y'all just read it. You just read it yourself. Because some people have a problem with sowing into preaching. Well, you don't have a problem then. Because it's a, it's a blessing that comes with it. Because I've been doing it all for almost 10 years. All right. Read. Next verse. The first of the first fruits of thy land thou shalt bring unto the house of the Lord thy God. It's dealing with first fruit offerings, right? Mm -hmm. The first of the first fruit of thy land thou shalt bring unto the what? House of the Lord. Read. Thou shalt not seethe a kid in his mother's milk. Okay, so we need to understand that first fruit offerings is a spiritual principle that sets the course for your whole year. And first means it needs to be sown in the first month of the year, and it needs to be the first portion of your increase or your check or, your, or whatever you're doing. That's what it needs to be. That's what makes it a first fruit offering. All right, let's go to the next scripture. All the best of the oil and all the best of the wine and of the wheat, the first fruits of them which they shall offer unto the Lord. We offer it to who? The Lord. Do the Lord need it? No. Well, yeah. But his house needs his house it. Needs <laughs> it. Uh, uh, let me say it like this. His work needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Read. Them have I given thee. Them have I given thee. Okay, is that it? That's the last scripture. One more. Read. The first fruit also of thy corn. The first fruit of thy corn. In other words, so when you get a harvest of corn, take the first fruit offering out of that harvest of corn. Uh huh. The first of thy wine. Same thing with the wine. As soon as the harvest of wine come in, as soon as the wine is right, take the first portion. The first of thine oil. The oil. The first of thy fleece uh -huh. of thy sheep. Uh huh. And thou shalt give him. And thou shalt give him. So the first fruit offering is you take it and you honor God with it. Stand to your feet. I hope you got an understanding. So let God deal with you on how we're going to do it. We're going to have some special envelopes on next week. And for those of you that's going to do it, we ask that you take a special envelope and you sow it however God give it to you in increment, one, one, uh, at one at a time, however God give it to you, that's what you do. It, it's no strings attached. We ain't twisting nobody's arm. I'm going to teach on it. But I'm telling you, there is a major benefit that comes with a first fruit offering. It sets the course for the rest of the year. Watch this. I need to share this. How did God defeat Satan? With a seed. How did God defeat Satan? With a seed. I'm going to say it one more time. How did God defeat Satan? I'm going to tell you how that works. When I plant this seed, Regardless of what the devil tried to do in 2021, that seed going to defeat him. That's powerful there. God just gave me that. It, it's like that with me now. It does not matter how Satan come against me. He never went. I always went. I always went. You know why? Because I got seed in the ground. I got too many seed in the ground. Too much seeds in the ground for the devil to defeat me. Oh, God. I got too much seed in the ground to lose. Prophet Pam, come. Read that, which, what God gave you. And then we're going to get ready to collect our offering. And I know, don't forget, it's Partnership Sunday today. Come, uh, give her a mic. And we want to have you to read what God gave you for us for the first fruit uh, harvest. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. 
You know, also, as I'm getting ready to read this, if you remember when we came back from, came back into the sanctuary from pandemic, the Lord had been dealing with us about uh, this church needed to be paid off, God's house. And so um, just to testify to what our apostle was saying, I gave us, uh, my husband and I gave a, a seed to break something. So your first seed, I didn't want to do it. I was trembling. I was crying. It needed to go somewhere else. I needed, I had a 911 going on. But God says, if you honor me first, I'm going to take care of you. And he, he said, if you take care of my house, I'm going to take care of y'all's. So that's what, what God is saying to us doing this this uh, first uh, fruit offering. Don't get religious, as Apostle has said. We want to expect. And this is what I heard on the 20th. Uh, Apostle had taught. I was riding down the highway. I had to pull over because what God was saying. He said, we can do it. Remind the people that we what we make happen for God's house, God will make happen for them in every area of their lives. You will experience breakthroughs, breakouts, healings, deliverance, family members coming to the Lord. Money that's been held up will be released. Lawsuits settled in your favor. Debt cancellations, peace, increase in abundance, a continuous overflow, and much more. I decree and declare Covenant for Life is a debt-free ministry and the people connected. So once we partner with God, we're not partnering with Apostle Anthony Trice. We are partnering with God with a first fruit offering. Yes, it's a sacrifice. And as he was teaching, it, 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 when you sow that seed, it covers the rest. Your whole year would be prosperous. It'll be like Amos 9 and 13, Apostle. There are, the blessings will overtake you. They're going to run you down. Can you imagine? I've just been soaking over there. Can you imagine a church, a local church being paid off in the midst of a pandemic when there's no money? They say it's no money. But there's always money in the kingdom of God. He said there's always going to be seed time and harvest. So when we plant that seed, a harvest got to come up. Your investment got to come up. So you need to expect. Get your expectation high. And don't limit God. And, and if I can say this, don't be cheap. Don't say, I'm giving my tithe, I'm going to give another $100, that's my side. No, we spend more on, on, on food and shoes. The house of God needs to be paid off, even where we are now. We don't need to depend on a government system. We don't need them to tell us how an apostle can teach, how he can cast out the devil. We, this is our ground. We can do what we want on our ground. So that's the word of the Lord. prophet has spoken. <laughs> so it's offering time here at Covenant for Life. It's actually Partnership Sunday, and we're going to encourage you to sow your $100 partnership seed on today. How many know we cannot be God-given even if we try? This is my testimony. I live to give, man. A lot of my joy and happiness comes from me giving. I love to give. That's just my nature. I love to give, and that's why I'm blessed. That's why I'm prosperous, because I understand. That's, what, that's why I'm so passionate about sewing, because this thing works. It, work, it works for me. So thank you all so much for partnership with us. Thank you all for watching us on today. We're going to encourage you to sow into this ministry. Covenant for Life International is a prosperity. It's a prosperity church. It's a prosperous church. It's a uh, kingdom prosperity church. So we encourage you to sow your seed into this ministry. Uh, and watch what God do. Give God something to work with. And watch God put his super on your natural. Thank you all for watching us on today. God bless you and God bless. Prophets Linda, come. You may be seated. There are several ways you can give. You can give using the Church Center app, GiveLify, as well as Cash App. 
dollar sign, no more three crumbs. That's dollar sign, no more three crumbs. And our faith decoration is, this is my tithe, this is my offering, my seed. This house is good ground for my seed. We declare abundance of bonus, raises, promotion, wealth, unexpected income, child support, checks in the mail, land, miracle money. We declare warm debt. We speak debt cancellation to our homes, cars, bills, credit cards. We are rich, wealthy, and kingdom millionaires, and we declare all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Fourth Sunday right here at Covenant for Life is Partner Sunday. Join us, No More Crumbs, at Covenant for Life International for Partner Sunday. Your days are having crumbs or over. Tune in every Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time with Apostle Trice and the Covenant for Life family on the Impact Network where we are impacting the world and the world over. Join us on our prayer line Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time with the prayer ministers. The number to call is 515-604-9531 and the access code is 634242-POUND. There is power in prayer. Covenant for Life International Marriage Ministry presents Honesty versus Openness every second and fourth Monday at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. Join Pastor Frederick and Carolyn Sherrod for Covenant for Life Marriage Ministry. Covenant for Life International presents Covenant Parenting Facebook Live every first and third Monday at 7 p.m. with Pastor Cortega Collins. To be in your children's memories today, you have to be in their lives today. Covenant for Life International Prophetic Prayer every second and fourth Tuesday on Facebook Live. Join Prophetess Pamela Wright for Covenant for Life Prophetic Prayer. Sometimes all it takes is one prayer to change everything. Wednesday night Bible study. Join us on virtual Facebook Live. 7 p.m. starts our prayer and 7.15 is our Bible study. Join us for Covenant for Life Bible study. Covenant for Life International says, on behalf of Apostle Anthony Trice and Pastor Ramona, Happy New Year, welcome to 2021. And on behalf of Apostle Trice, Pastor Ramona, and the Covenant for Life International family, we thank you so much for worshiping with us, for we are a family church, Meeting Family Needs. One standing. How many know we only have a few days left in this year? And that's still enough time for God to move. Man, I'm telling you, God, I think when you was quoting this scripture about Amos 9, don't it say something that God would make your head spin? Yeah, I like that part. God will move so fast to make your head spin. So it don't take God long to move on your behalf. You just have to be in the right posture, in the right position, because sometimes when God bless you and move in your life, if your heart ain't in the right place, you don't know what to do with what he bless you. And I'm learning that. That's why maturity and growing up is so important, man. Sometimes God hold back what he want to give us because we're not ready for it. So I want to prove to God that I'm ready and responsible enough to handle what you want me to have. So, can't get offended over everything. Some folks get offended over everything. And you ain't ready to be used by God. All right, bow your heads. Father, we bless you, and we thank you for the sweet Holy Spirit and the presence of God that's here in this place. Thank you for your precious people. God, we pray right now uh, that you would activate our faith. You say you've dealt to every man a measure of faith. And God, we're not, we, it's already done. We're not trying to get you to do anything that you've already done. The only thing that we're doing is acting on what you have already done for us through our obedience. And God, as we move forward into the new year, I pray for every family. I pray for every man, woman, boy, and girl that's connected to this church, that's connected to this anointing. God, that you would breathe upon them, that you keep them and 
perfect peace through mind and stayed up on you, that you shielded from all hurt, harm, and danger. And I decree and declare over every family that no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. No virus formed against them shall prosper in the name of Jesus. And God, we come against every demonic spirit, every devil, every principality, every power. God, continue to cover us in the blood of Jesus. Now unto him that's able to keep us from falling, present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, both majesty, dominion, and power. And let every heart say, amen. amen. God bless you all. Have a happy new year. We love you all. We appreciate you. And ain't nothing you can do about it. All right, God bless.